I think Martin Short deserves an Emmy for that whole show because I forgot how... I mean, like, he always was funny and good, but, like, I, he was never... He just always was kind of... He was always there. He was just always in movies. And Steve Martin always pulls all the focus, and this was such a yeah, love yeah. letter to, like, letting... It was it literally, like, Steve Mar- Martin writing a show that let Martin Short shine. Hmm. Like, he's just... I mean, he's great, yeah. And he's, he's not wonderful. just the annoying guy or the guy that yeah. says cock. I didn't realize what a, like I it's just one of the shows that I take joy in every week and it's gone. <laughs> and also what we do in the shadows is gone. And so I'm just like no, no, they have one more. They, 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 they have, have one more. more. Well, they do. Yeah, yeah, I looked it up after you said cuz I wasn't sure and they the, couldn't leave like that. Yeah. Oh, there was no right? way. There would have cuz I looked immediately after the episode. Was like, oh, my, I thought it was the one. finale. I'm like that just seemed like a cliffhanger. Oh my god. Yeah. We should like, we yeah, should that's just okay. talk about that now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so Colin Robinson is gone. Yeah. No more Colin Robinson. That can't be true. I mean, but I mean, he put I his fist through his head. I know. I don't know how you were even back from that, but. <laughs> but also, it's not even like I mean, I like his character, I like the actor, everything. But what I'm going to miss is Nandor pronouncing his name. Like I specifically like I need there to be an excuse no matter what happens for Nandor to still have to say Colin Robinson like (laughs) uh, yeah they have to bring him back somehow I don't they'll figure out something right but then also twin twin energy vampire oh my god yeah I I take that no I don't because the Fear the Walking Dead did a twin thing this week and 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 I don't like the twin thing. To we're not talking characters. about Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I nobody cares not. about Fear the Walking Dead. I don't either, um, honestly, anymore. <laughs> I thought you were the one who was like, this is the best show uh, ever. No, I was, it, was, it was good for what it was, and now I'm just bored with the whole universe. It's uh, just all kind of, they're all phoning it in, and just trying to get through it to get to the end so AMC can finally shudder, I guess. I don't know. Well, except that they've got another show coming, don't they? Oh yeah, they got an anthology series coming. Yeah, they yeah. got an yeah, and and, and the Walking the Dead and, is coming back. <laughs> like it's not. Well, they over. have the Carol and Daryl spinoff, which is basically the Walking Dead. Right, yeah. but yeah, I mean the actual movies. Walking Dead. It's it's not the the season isn't even over. It's like the no, I know, they split but it up. Just, yeah, they, they they have sixteen more episodes, but it's still oh like my God, that's a lot. They're it's just so much. slogging through it. I don't think anybody has any passion for, at all for what they're doing. But what about the uh, the uh, Rick Grimes movies? Yeah, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, they talk about them occasionally, but <laughs> they're always like, yeah, we're working on the script. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Because nobody cares. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been three years since he left, and we've completely lost interest. Even though all of these shows are set up for it. It just Whatever. seems like such terrible planning. Like, well, why would you let him leave and then let, like, everyone forget about him? Well, the pandemic kind of fucked that over, too. Because last year they had, it, they, they did have uh, it lined up in 2020 to have something like, um, what was it, something like 40 weeks in a row of Walking Dead episodes. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, but do you think they would have phoned it in less? Oh, I, I don't. I have no idea. They're just, <laughs> just they're not interesting. They're just kind of. I, I, maybe the universe has just run out of steam. Yeah. I don't care for it. I do care for what we do in the shadows, though. Yeah. yeah can we go back to that? Hold on. Yes. <laughs> so, is Nandor? Do you think is he actually doing the super sleep, or is he gonna not go to sleep? Like they're not they're not getting rid of two cast members. No, I'm assuming he's that that will have broken him out of his super sleep. Yeah, because yeah, I don't um, think he's gonna go back in after. Yeah, because of the fallout of this killing um, Colin Robinson. Yeah. It didn't also, seem to be much of a super sleep if they could wake him up every five minutes too. Why well, no? Yeah, that was it, that kind of didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I love that they had Condi Alexander. Mm. Uh, she was great. Um, David Cross. David Cross was great. Uh, Donald Logue as Donald Logue, as Donald Logue. <laughs> the vampire. <laughs> but I also love that he's like talking about the fact that he, because he was in Blade, he got into the vampire lifestyle. Because didn't right. they have in the first season? Didn't Wesley Snipes show up as Wesley Snipes? Yes. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So they just keep. I'm like, are they just going to keep getting Blade people from Blade? Like, are they going to get Ryan Reynolds? Oh, that would be amazing. Did he? He never turned into a vampire. Whatever. He was in Blade. Whatever. He was in Blade Trinity. Hey. They could get. Do you just want Jessica Biel? That was Beale? the best one. No. You want Jessica Biel? I want Parker Posey. Oh, Did you yeah. just no, say that true. was the best? That was one. not the best one. That was the best one. Yours. <laughs> You're the worst. The only thing um, that was good about Blade Trinity is. Ryan Reynolds. Well, also Ryan Reynolds. But uh, the second best part of Blade Trinity is you don't even have to see the movie. You can just watch a trailer because it's, I don't remember who plays the bad guy, but it's the bad bad guy saying, Blade, ready to die? And then Blade says, since the day I was born. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's That's, the best part of the movie. You don't have to worry about it. And then Ryan Reynolds being a Ryan Reynolds character. Oh, wait. The first one was Stephen Dorff, right? Yes. Yes. He He would fit in. Oh yeah, also, he, he, he. I don't know he, that he has a sense of humor about himself. No, he doesn't. But I think yeah. that would make it even better. Maybe. Yeah. Um, what about Kate Beckinsale? I know she was in Blade, but I'm just saying, like, the they underworld. got the underworld people. Oh, and then Dustin. Oh, with the you werewolves. Get, oh, what if they brought favorite. in? Oh yeah, Speedman. Because <laughs> they, yeah. get... they do have the the vampire or the or the werewolf crew. So what if they got celebrity werewolves to show up? Well, I say celebrity, but I mean that very loosely. They get um, the what? Twilight what? Kids. No, Speedman <laughs> is a celebrity. We're not. No, we're not I going wouldn't. There. I mean, I, <laughs> in the loosest sense. Come on. <laughs> I, I I don't think I could pick him out of a lineup. You know, he's a series regular on Grey's Anatomy now. People, who watches Grey's Anatomy? I don't know. I don't know. So what we do in the shed? <laughs> Um, this was uh, episode three, uh, episode nine of season three. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's one more. Um, but not but, the finale. Uh, not the finale. The finale, okay. the season finale is this coming week. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, like the, obviously the, the big thing was, uh, Colin Robinson's apparent demise. Uh, well, I mean, no, it seems pretty real, real demise. Yeah. Um, well, oh, the tenth episode. The description is there. Um, the they the housemates grieve the loss of one of their own. Oh no, oh no. 
But maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe there's another, maybe there, maybe it's like an eternal, there's always, there are certain archetypes of energy vampires. And so when one passes, another one that's identical just sort of like crops reappears. up. Reappears, yeah. Yeah, maybe that I mean, happen. I wouldn't mind, I mean, I love Mark Prox, is that how you say it? Probably. But I do not know. To bring in another actor to play a different energy vampire might be cool too. Yeah. Although, I'd hate to lose that guy. I do. I just really like... I yeah. like the element of it. Yeah. What if, what they're, if they're when, they, it up. when they die, you bury them, and then, like, two pop out of the ground? It's like a so, Hydra. Like yeah, you kill so you have one. him, and then, like, and then a new one. <laughs> I would accept that. I also like that the whole thing justified why... Um, uh, Laszlo was hanging out with him all season because you just mm-hmm. kind of thought it was like the writers needed to pair them off because right. it was, you know, Nadja and, and Nandor were together. Right, right. Uh, but I like that it was like, no, he was taking pity on him and he didn't really like him, but like he had figured out <laughs> that he was dying. Yeah. <laughs> it put all of their hijinks into a different perspective and I appreciated that. Yeah, and the, he gave... Uh... Lazo gave such a nice speech and like was so like it was it was funny because like I wasn't uh I don't know why like even watching it I was like I was I was thrown off by the like how weirdly persistent he was I'm like oh and then it all clicked into focus right also just having the whole death scene be about farting Mm -hmm. like like way to go yeah like just way to make it gross and then just to make sure it remains gross. I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm happy now that I know that it wasn't the fin- the season finale because I definitely mm-hmm. got to the end of it and was like, what? <laughs> and there's, um, they've been picked up for at least one more season, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely coming back. So it's not like, you know, it's it's not like a, cliffhanger or an ending where we don't know that they're coming back they have to come back also it can't be that expensive that expensive to make like i can't see fx it's one of the only shows they actually put on fx the channel uh, uh, salon being salon.com uh framed uh, that episode as uh, um befitting the great resignation because he quit the show but they, they don't know that. They just assume. They, they quit what? The show. What? That's what, what the headline is. Uh, why the latest What We Do in the Shadows twist makes sense in the Great Resignation era. Oh, what? Salon. <laughs> that's Because everybody's quitting, so they're like, oh, he must be quitting. Ugh, that's, salon is really... The worst. They're the worst. Uh... Also, for just in terms of renewal news, uh, Mythic Quest, two more seasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that was very, that was very entertaining. Um, yeah. The, the, the whole, the whole video was great. Uh, oh. Especially when, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah, but. Uh, Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins was so excited. He's like, oh, I don't know anything about this, this show. And then when Sudeikis calls him, he's like, oh, I have to take this. Like, when are you going to have me on Ted Lasso? <laughs> I just liked him, like, repeatedly mispronouncing Rob's name. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Apple TV, did either of you watch Invasion? 
No. no. Really? Was it, it good? Like it was was it, it good? Was, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I think so. I mean, they launched the first three. It's a it's a slow burn kind of show, huh. but I I really kind of got into it. I saw a headline that said that it was "This Is Us" with alien invasion. Is that accurate? Mm, uh, I don't I don't. Well, there's not any like sweet uh, happy moments. Oh, well, I don't. I mean, there's I don't some. Think there was. Family drama, like one of the families, they focus on different sort of families that are, you know, being affected by the alien invasion. And like mm-hmm. one family is like uh, the wife finds out her husband is cheating on her at the same time as the aliens invade. And they're sort of stuck together after <laughs> she's seen him sleeping with another woman. And he oh, was okay. about to leave the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's also so anticlimactic when there are aliens invading. Well, uh, at this point, <laughs> they don't really know what's going on. Like I said, it's a slow burn. There's like a lot of weird shit going on in the world, and people are trying to figure it out. They haven't really put together that it's aliens yet. Wait, is there a possibility that he was sleeping with an alien? No. It's what do you not mean that now? Kind of show. <laughs> I mean, it's just not that kind of show. I mean, it's just going to sort of have a... Sort of a... Well, he doesn't need to know he was. It could be a surprise for both of them. Well, I don't... Well, we haven't seen any aliens yet, so I guess I can't rule it out. Wait a minute. There have been three episodes and you haven't even seen aliens? Right. We've seen an alien craft once. Hmm. This, it's, so it's like the twist is going to be that it's not aliens. It's no, like... No, no, the it's cool, It's... Are you? Sh- How do you know if you haven't yeah. seen them? Well, we could saw the alien craft. Yeah, they could be the Russians. Mm-hmm. No, this thing was no. Mm-mm. It could you mean be no. And it's popping up all over the world simultaneously. So we're getting like. <laughs> okay, what if there's a sinkhole <laughs> and it has spatially distorted, <laughs> and it's actually. Uh, normal human crafts from the future mm. that have mm. fallen through a sinkhole in the future. Oh, I like it. And come out all over the place now. I hear that that's sounds, how sinkhole works. Sinkhole that sounds yeah. right to me. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I, well, no. well, how about this? What if you if you had to watch more Invasion or more Foundation? Which oh. one would you do? Because I also haven't gone back to Foundation. God damn it. Actually, I think Invasion Foundation is... is, is I don't know. I, I really... Having read the book now, I really dislike the book, ultimately. And... Um, <laughs> huh. You were so into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I was. That first part of the book was great, and then it just got real shitty. Yeah. It's just I mean, boring. And the, and the series hasn't... I. I don't. I don't know what it's trying to do. The stuff with um, uh, Harry was exciting, and he's not really in it anymore. Right. But he's gonna end up being the mon- the the pointy thing, right? The. Yeah, like the the pointy thing that makes people fall asleep. Isn't that Harry? That's Harry. I don't know. I haven't read the book, but I'm assuming that's like his his body left, and that that's why she's got his memories. Pointy thing. 
you know, the, the, I don't no, remember I know what it's I'm way yeah. behind. No, no, so it's in the first episode there. On the, on the planet. Yeah. It's the first scene. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, that thing. Yeah. That big, uh, no, I, I want to call it it, like an The big thing that, that everyone yeah. is supposed to stay away from. Right. The big pointy thing. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, that was like where his casket was when he, cause it's like he, he's killed intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, because his presence would throw the entire um, experiment off. Mm-hmm. But then he's, st- I feel like he's sticking around because like she, because um, the warden on the planet, the one who can get closer to the thing than anyone else, mm-hmm. she's been having flashbacks of his, of his memories, like at, where she's basically him. And so she's like filling in the blanks of what happened. We're seeing it like her remembering how he was killed stuff that we never saw in the show. So I'm assu- I just am assuming either if it's not him then it's like he made a program with his memories that she somehow has like synced to. Cuz then uh, she just keeps going like that this is how I'm part of Harry- Henry Harry's plan or whatever. It's possible. I, I mean in the book I don't well there's other books I haven't read. I only read the first one. But I don't think there's an obelisk in it. But Harry, there's like, um, he records messages for future whatever. There's like several crisis points that he predicts. And when these crisis points happens, he shows up in like a hologram message. Yeah. So, and they mention that this is one of those crisis points. Like what's, yeah, hap- yeah. Well, what's happening in the show right now. Um, so but maybe this is him. a lot of sense, does it? Like. I feel like this is him sending a message from the pointy thing. Yeah, but what is this? I, I, yeah, it's it's weird because I'm watching Foundation and then I read a book that has a bunch of houses in it and then I just watched the Dune movie and <laughs> there's something else and there's just too much of this sort of like similar story. Wait, what? what is the book that has a bunch of houses in it? <laughs> Because that sounds like any book. Okay, I, no, I know, but uh, Red Rising, uh, Thor. Oh, by by houses you mean like factions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought oh. you literally meant houses. Like, no. oh, it <laughs> takes place in a neighborhood. <laughs> it's a suburb. It's a new development. Yeah, <laughs> which is see. just like every science fiction movie and TV show right now. Oh yeah. my god. So, Wait, uh, so was that one sci-fi or was that fantasy? Like, what kind of factions are we talking about? Uh, it was sort of games of throny. So more fantasy. S- crossed with Hunger Games, I guess. It was good. Okay. It was really good. Yeah. But, you know, it's just a lot of this this storyline. It's game. I mean, everybody's just <laughs> like houses fighting for control. Well, now that I know that you're really into sci-fi, have you ever heard of Snow Crash? Hey. <laughs> Did you guys watch Dune? No. Not yet. I was going to watch it this weekend, but I just keep being like, it's like it's like three hours and it's not the whole thing. And I'm like, right. yo. I, <laughs> and like, I get it. I know why. And I'm happy and I hope to get the sequel and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy them. But it just doesn't, it makes it, it, I can't help it. It makes it feel not as you know immediate like i don't have that kind of pressure to i'm watching succession it's fine yeah yeah you're you're all set yeah i got yeah. i got i got things on my plate yeah, did you like it did you like uh, it dustin uh i did but i didn't really understand because again i think all the context is in the book and i haven't read the book so 
it's just really pretty. Uh, mm. Even when you're reading the book, it there's the context. There's not really oh. a lot of it. Just <laughs> is what it is. There's you really should of... just watch the David Lynch one and then watch oh. this. I'm yeah, sure the, that the that, one, I'm sure that'll work. Completely. I, the one good thing about the David Lynch one is that uh, there's so much voiceover explaining everything <laughs> oh, because wow. they had to condense the story so much um that i mean it's not it is in no way a good movie but you will walk away with an understanding because mm. virginia madsen gave an entire explainer oh, at the top <laughs> well, i just feel like it I, as long as it is and even though there's another movie coming i feel like a, a prequel would have been nice just to sort of establish what the hell is going on but oh. i think that's part of it is like what is going like it doesn't I don't you're, know. One of, you're one of those people who's like, what if, what if this giant beloved property, the whole first movie, has nothing to do with what anybody likes about it? Yeah, you're gonna love that Game of Thrones prequel series, uh, aren't you? Did you love the first season of Preacher, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> which, had, which, like, by the end of it, you get to the start of the books, basically. Right. It's all prequel. I did not mind the first season. Of course you didn't. Oh my god. No, it's just, I, 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 whatever, I mean, they don't, it just throws you into this world and you have bad people and good people, but you don't understand why they're bad or why they're good, except for the good guy's more attractive than the bad guy. I mean, look, you know, the worst part of any story is the inciting incident. So if you can like push that off later, um, you know, I'm sure that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll come together. But I, I mean, no, I have heard that complaint. Though. About this world, I mean, you're just thrown into this world, and and you sort of like, or you don't really. I mean, there's spice, and it fuels everything, and that's about all you know. That's yeah. I mean, that, that sadly, that's kind of accurate. Oh, all right. And all right. and you don't, don't really know why the houses are good or bad, other than by their behavior. But you don't, you haven't you don't really get to see a lot of that behavior before everything kind of goes sideways. It really so it's just fair. feels like a, a like a more a sober, smarter Star Wars, I guess. I mean, I, I feel like as the books went on, that gets corrected. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It's. I think it's. It is definitely more serious i guess i don't know if it's actually smarter no i don't know i don't get the fascination with it based on the movie though yeah well but you you didn't get that the part of part of the problem is that it's not the you're not getting a sense of the story you got up to a certain point Mm -hmm. because i so it's like three hours where does the movie end uh does he do they just does he like just made up with the Fremen? Basically, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's like it's not a lot. Yeah, like, there's the a ending, lot of story. The ending is not even ending, and I right. mean, it's not even a cliffhanger. It just sort of like right. ends because <laughs> it's not that right. Because it's and I get I understand that they're dividing it into multiple movies, and it like you know, and I don't want to be like it's bad that it's not a full story, but also like. Yeah, for people who are not familiar with the books and don't know what's coming, like, that's going to feel really weirdly... I mean, because it, it, it is, by definition, anticlimactic. It hasn't come anywhere near a climax. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you basically watched the first act. 
Well, it really is breathtaking even on a laptop to watch. I will say that. <laughs> even on a laptop. <laughs> Dustin, uh, the, the, the people on the internet are not going to be happy with you. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> I, I'm not you, if you haven't seen it on the biggest screen possible, Dustin, you haven't lived, is uh, what I've been told. Well, you can't um, speed it up. <laughs> I do. Wait, so wait. I'm sure that they're going to love that, too. <laughs> That would be oh so it wasn't yeah you probably no, watched it you probably took you an you probably took you yeah an hour and a half to watch it right yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. cannot possibly do that for two oh and a half my hours. god oh, um so you've never seen the David Lynch Dune no oh my god Dustin it's, I, it's will you just, please watch it no is it two and a half hours too uh no I don't think so because it was I in the time so. when you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, I think it's fairly long, but they're the the reason why it's such a mess is because it was supposed to be like a three hour movie, and the studio and the producer was like Talked Dino De Laurentiis was like, we can't do that, and you have to do all these things to like shorten it because it has to be the complete story, and it has to be like in you know two hours or something like that, and so it's all it's a voiceover, and the last half of the movie is literally like a montage, so basically like where the one that you just watched ended, like Paul gets to the Fremen. Mm-hmm. In the in the Lynch movie, from that point through the end of the book, it's basically a forty five minute montage. Ouch! Like, like <laughs> they just, they let all of the beginning stuff happen, and then he's like, "Oh shit, we gotta like get to an ending." So it's like, it's just like years go by with like mm-hmm. scenes of fighting and scenes of things, and like Jessica has a kid, and like all this stuff happens, and like it's just a it's a forty five minute montage, and then it gets to a final battle where they stop and let people talk. Now I kind of want to watch the Lynch one again. Oh my god, it's so it's and been so a long it's time. not a good movie, but it's yeah. so amazing in other ways. Yeah, Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Every unnecessary cutaway to Jack Nance with red hair. Mm-hmm. I also remember when I watched it, like the first time I saw it, I don't think I understood it, and I was a kid, and like I was really fascinated by like the the armor and like the knife thing. Yeah, the special effects for how they did that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just looked weird and cool. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening, but... It's also one of those movies where if you watched it as a kid... Like, I understand why why Lynch has disowned it, and I understand why it's... Like, I do understand why it's not a good movie. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it as a kid, it's sticky. And so, like, the cast in it, my first exposure to those actors was watching Dune. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, Patrick Stewart, Dean Stockwell, like, you know, <laughs> the people who show up in that movie. And it's like, that was my formative memory of all these people. Therefore, it's wonderful, even if it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful, yes. even though it's terrible. That's I, think, good... I think Dustin should definitely watch it. I hear Dustin I so. really likes doing homework. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, before we get to to that, we should probably start the show. Oh, so, have we not started? We we have started, but we haven't gotten to the intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, we know I'm not editing this, so <laughs> very long, uh, cold open. Yeah, it's fine. Welcome to uh, Podjiba, the Podjiba Television Podcast. Even though we just discussed Dune, both movies for ten minutes. Uh, I'm Podjiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, our Pajaba Managing Editor, Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And Captain Gummy Bears, Dustin Rolls. Hello. 
just calling you gummy bears would have been weird, so I had to give you yeah, a right title of some sort. I, I was telling uh, Dan and Tori that my son was reading uh, about the diet gummy bears from back 15 years ago that used to have Alestra in them, and the reviews were all about how they gave them anal leakage. But I don't understand. So did the did the people writing the reviews not know that was going to happen? Is no, it like, are, a, or I was it like... They, these were Amazon reviews, so I think they were probably mostly jokes. Jokes. Yes. Okay. Hi, Penny. Uh, you were, <laughs> waited for the intro, didn't you? Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, while Dustin uh, takes care of our fourth host, uh, we might as well jump into other things. Uh, like... Tori, what are you drinking? Oh, um, I made a Paloma. I wanted a cocktail, so, oh, okay. you know. Wait, which is a Paloma? I think I've had one of those. Uh, it's the margarita, but it's made with, uh, it's tequila and, and grapefruit soda. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's very good. That does sound good. And then I add lime juice and some of that Trader Joe's chili lime seasoning. Oh, you, Fancy. one of those people. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Seth did it. Producer Seth kept putting it in uh, PBR, and it was weird. But it tasted okay, too. It's good. We'll try it with tequila next time. But yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if it's good enough for Love Spackle. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, Dustin, oh, okay. are you going to go take Penny? I out? think you're, you, you want me to, so that the dog will shut the... Oh, either way. No. I will We're not telling you how to dog parent. <laughs> that I am uh, drinking uh, the Preble Street Raspberry Sour, and only the Raspberry Sours this week, because that's how much I love them. And now Ooh. I will go take the dog out. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Dustin has taken his headphones off. Um, Doesn't sound because, like it. Well, because... Uh, I'm drinking something that I think you would enjoy. It's a, uh, I was I was gifted a uh, Cafe Agave Spiked Cold Brew. <gasps> so it's a Cafe Mocha with uh, some kind of alcohol in it. But you don't know what kind of alcohol? Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. That is disconcerting. Because um, Cafe Agave is the brand. Right. But let's see, it says... Contains sulfites, grape wine with dairy cream, but that doesn't sound right. Wait, Natural grape flavors wine? and caramel color. Yeah. So it's just wine. It's Is a it? wine coffee? I guess so, but it doesn't taste like wine. Mm. Like you All get right. a little, you basically get the, the hit of alcohol at the beginning of the sip. And then the okay. rest of it just tastes like uh, coffee, like sweetened coffee, um, so, like, you could probably drink this pretty fast um, if you wanted to. Huh. What flavor do you have? Uh, it's a cafe mocha. So Cafe mocha. Okay. So it says it's, uh, yeah, spiked with premium alcohol at 12.5 alcohol per volume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they really do talk around. What the alcohol is. What right? the alcohol <laughs> is. <laughs> That's not weird. Yeah. But it does, if you like coffee, or like sugary coffee, then that's basically what it tastes like. So. Wait, you, you're drinking a sugary coffee drink? It's, With yeah, it's a Cafe Agave Spiked Cold Brew Coffee. And this is a Cafe Mocha flavor. So it just tastes like, it mostly just tastes like a coffee with cream and sugar 
and then um, but it gets like at the beginning you taste the alcohol, and then like by the end of your sip, it just tastes like coffee. But I mean, that's a lot of alcohol. Twelve point five. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a tiny can, so it's not. It's not. Uh, but that makes it but even it worse. A can. It's like a six ounce can. But you're gonna drink that and be drunk. Well, I'm drinking it very slowly, so. And it's but cold. It, uh, it, it is not, the can clearly states no refrigeration necessary, but yes, in this case it is cold. Mm, I'm suspect. It's pretty good. Um, I'm so confused. It's, uh, I'm enjoying it, so. It's an odd combination of flavors. It doesn't now, really, but it doesn't taste like an odd combination. It mostly just tastes like coffee with a little hit of alcohol. Now I do want to drink it. It sounds... You couldn't just make some coffee and throw some... Uh... Well, it was a gift. I'm not going to throw out a oh, gift. Oh, okay. Fine. All right. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not going to make coffee and then put alcohol in it. I'm not... I don't... I don't... I don't do that anymore. Um, let's see. We already you talked about what we did in the chat. gifted a lot of alcohol. Is there something that... Is that the way yeah, why does see everyone? You? Yeah, why does everyone give you They're alcohol? Like, oh, Dan's the drunk. We'll people him. just seem to know that, you know, you give me alcohol and it's, uh, it works out. Yeah. But they don't need to <laughs> give you alcohol because you have the magical liquor cabinet. Right, so that just means that there's a lot of alcohol at all times. Um, What's your tolerance like? Not great, and also I don't <laughs> drink that often. So, like, weirdly, even though, you know, I, like, like, the podcast is when I do much of my drinking, so... Um, yeah. Are you a happy drunk, or are you, like, a maudlin drunk? Um, I'm more of a happy drunk, I feel like. Like, you've, I, it's, not Do to we experience the full myself, but you've, de- you've definitely experienced, like, the, the, uh, the happier, or, like, more, uh, more relaxed. More chatty and outgoing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that version you've definitely experienced on this show. Because you always seem so together. Right, but that's the thing is that, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to get to that point. Well, no, nobody tries. Yeah, it's just sometimes it happens. Usually when I've, uh, when I've, when I'm using my uh, official Podjiba mug, and because it's, it's dark on the inside, and so you can't always tell how much you've poured. You, it's true. And then you I have realize that. you've poured too much, but you also don't want to waste it. We always also get to that point where we're just launching into the last thing we're going to talk about, but mm-hmm. we've already finished all the drinks, and, and it's like, okay, so I'll just pour a bit more, and right. then we talk for another 45 minutes. And Right. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to happen today, because today I'm having Cafe Agave Spiked Cold Brew Coffee. And there's uh, only six ounces. Only six ounces. Uh, I will give it... Hmm? You're sure you're not going to open a second one? I mean, look, it's not... There is a second one to open. I will say that. <laughs> But the no, I, I, I have I got stuff to do. I, I can't do that. It's, it's still early in, in Los Angeles. Uh, this week on the show, besides everything we've already talked about, uh, so <laughs> last week we mentioned uh, that we had discovered a uh, 2004 failed pilot for a reboot of Mr. Ed for the Fox Network. And then we put it in, we said we we're gonna watch it, and then we put it in the uh, in the the show description on pajaba.com, a pretty good website that you probably know about already. Uh, and then we promised that we would watch it and report back 
And Tori, did you did you watch it? Yeah, absolutely, Dan. It's not like oh. I would nod to my homework, of really? course. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Dustin, yeah. did, you, did you watch Mr. Ed? Dustin's not even here. <laughs> Penny, Penny, did you watch Mr. Ed? You know, Dan, I think the solution here is that you should tell us. <laughs> oh, Penny watched it for sure. Mm-hmm. Penny clearly watched Mr. Ed and had yeah, I guess I was letting us. the dog back in. Uh, um, Dustin, did you watch Mr. Ed? Uh, I did not. Oh, look who uh, didn't do his homework. Yeah, so, so, so Dustin did not, and Tori did, apparently. Um, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> what? No. Uh, yes. Sorry, well, Dan, why don't why don't you episode? tell us what it's about, and, and I'll see if I agree with you. Sounds like a James oh, okay. Corden bit. So, uh, <laughs> so this this Mister Ed two thousand four Fox pilot, uh, it it stars uh, I don't know David Allen Bashay or Bash, but he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, he is the uh, Wilbur Pope. He is Wilbur from as. Much like the original Wilbur, who uh, talks to Mr. Ed the Horse. Uh, Sherilyn Fenn is in it as his wife, Carlotta. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt is in it as Jim Hendry, uh, their kooky neighbor. Uh, oh they have two kids. Oh and uh, Sherman Hensley, Hemsley uh, from uh, The Jeffersons is the voice of Mr. Ed. Uh, and it is... So, so the, the plot of the pilot centers around the uh, the family moves out to this farm from New York City because uh, the the dad is basically worried that his kids are about his kids growing up in New York City so it's basically suburgatory but with like a full family and um, and, and a horse urban horse and yes yeah, so so the re- they explain that uh, mr. Ed uh, is a retired police horse from New York City oh my God. So that's why he he has an urban sensibility, as described by I don't know Wikipedia or whatever, um, and uh, and yeah. So he's a cop, first of all. Uh, <laughs> all uh, does he solve crimes in this show? He does not. He does he does talk to uh, Wilbur quite a bit, and only Wilbur, and telling him how uh, he has to worry about his daughter hooking up with a local guy who's like I don't know. Apparently his has slept with a lot of other young women in the neighborhood. So uh, he makes a phone call on his behalf at one point, threatening to beat him up. Uh, Mr. Ed makes a phone call on behalf of Wilbur. So oh, that, oh hijinks. That happens. That hijinks. Uh, Garrett Dillhunt's character is mostly there to be uh, local flavor and also almost catch Wilbur talking to Mr. Ed. And he, he knows that there's something suspicious, suspicious going on, but he oh, hasn't God. figured it out. Um, there's also one scene where the way that Dillahunt, because like he's wearing like those early 2000s uh, flannel, and there's one shot where he's like behind a fence, and the, pla- the, the shirt is just bunched up in a way where it looks like he's wearing like a muscle suit. In that, like, <laughs> like he looks weirdly bulky all of a sudden. And then, like, and in, in every other shot, he looks, you know, like himself. It's um, like the George Michael Bluth with the the costume, like the muscle, the yeah, padded muscle costume. Yeah, it, it looks yeah. kind of like, like, it looks like he's wearing something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's also got the, uh, if, you're, if you remember uh, Fox comes from the early 2000s, like, Titus, uh, 
mm-hmm. it has those guitar riffs that that are used in like interstitials and like in the music stuff. Like it, it feels like so it feels like it feels very much of the time. Uh, also very of the time, the, produced. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also of the time, the uh, the racial and uh, sexist jokes oh, that yeah. again were at the time normal comedy and then now we're like oh yeah we probably shouldn't be making those jokes <laughs> no um, <laughs> so uh, and yeah and ultimately oh uh, Mr. Ed uh, sorry I forgot I wrote this down Mr. Ed was a cop and he talks at one point about uh, I think he either misses or something about like trampling a hippie in New York City and like he was proud of it so I'm like oh so you're a cop who likes trampling people Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That plays well now. Um, and uh, ultimately, it's not even... It's not even, like, weird enough to be good-bad. Or it's not... Like, it's not even bad-bad. It's just like, oh, okay, this is a thing that kind of happened. And, like, the they premise is not... Other than the fact that Mr. Ed exists, the rest of it is just, like, a family sitcom. And it doesn't, like... You know, it doesn't like it doesn't go so weird that you're like, oh, that didn't work, but it was crazy, and it doesn't go so, and it's not even like a train wreck, train wreck because it's competently produced. It's just mostly like, oh, this is this is a thing that they did, and that's the end. It was just a normal fox sitcom. It's a normal fox sitcom that happened to have a horse. Huh. And why didn't it get picked up? I mean, uh, from looking I, at it, not based on. If you were an executive, Dan, would you have picked that up? Oh no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good, but it wasn't like this is awful. It was just like oh, yeah. There's nothing. Like, it, it, to this. it was just in that middle zone, yeah. But do you think it should be revived? Like, you know, oh, get the cast back question. together and try right. and you know bring it back for the rest of the first season. I mean, uh, Tori, I believe that you had the idea of making Garrett Dillahunt uh, Wilbur, so that's that would that would already I would be I would watch that show vastly more. Yeah, I'm shocked he wasn't Wilbur in the first. Nothing place. against uh, against uh, David Allen Bache, who is fine as the like he's he's kind of like a very um, you know more like city boy and mild mannered and like you know nervous about the outdoors kind of vibe, um, which he did well. But yeah. Um, but come on, we we all want to see Garrett Dillahunt. Garrett Dillahunt with a horse, yeah. Why not? <laughs> it sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, well, I'm sorry that I didn't do the homework, and Dustin didn't do the homework. Yeah. yeah. Which means you're the only one who did the homework. I'm the only one who suffered. But and I'm not saying that we planned it that way as some sort of I, revenge yeah, on you mm. for being a villain. <laughs> um, it's just the way things shook out. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes only one of us watches a show, and that's okay. And, and uh, you know, next week we're watching uh, all of R. Kelly's "Trapped uh, in a Closet." <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna watch we're that for that. sure. I think that's Dustin's assignment. Uh, much like Dustin's current assignment, uh, which means it's time for another installment of "Into the Sinkhole," Plunk. <laughs> With Dustin, where Dustin takes us through the happenings on La Brea, I, I feel the like hit NBC show. Echoes into the sinkhole. <laughs> plonk. Plonk. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have the plonk in there, Dustin. Otherwise, it's not it's our. Very important. It's not our, our segment. Um, 
Uh, Dustin, please take it away. What happened on episode four? Four, yeah. <laughs> of La Brea. I, it got much better this week. Well, oh, okay. more excited. Well, I, you know, things happened. Mm-hmm. Two, two sloths? <laughs> there were no sloths or woolly mammoths. <laughs> Are you sure, though? <laughs> there was a giant prehistoric snake. Uh, <gasps> oh. Oh, you can't mistake those. Right, but... Uh, you only see it briefly because I feel like the CGI uh, budget is really dismal on the show. Wait, wait, wait. Just... Did you just say it was in the water? Yes. So are you sure it's not like a prehistoric eel? <laughs> Might you... I just, want, I just want to check. It was right. in a river. You don't have okay. eels in rivers, right? I, no, I that's an ocean thing, right? Yeah. No, no, it was a snake. I'm pretty it, sure there are freshwater eels. But anyway, sorry. Continue. Really? Uh, anyway, yeah. it coiled around uh, uh, one of the characters, and then you just see it, uh, the coiled character, like, float to the surface and flip around, and then somebody jumps in and saves her. But we didn't even see all the saving, because that would have required too much CGI. Oh. Anyway. So the character didn't even die? No, but oh. a character did, did die. <gasps> Who died? Uh, nobody. It was nobody we knew. Oh. Uh, he went out <laughs> into the woods and um, mysteriously, like, died. And he, it looked like he'd been electrocuted. But no, the only, the only person who witnessed it was the uh, uber Christian girl who doesn't speak. So, oh. and they were trying to figure out who did it. And uh, the Ty, the who is the suicidal guy with a brain tumor, is also a therapist. And he was able to convince her to tell him that it was that mysterious guy, Dan, with the beard. The beardy, mysterious guy. Oh, from episode one? Right. Oh, okay. And he has a, the same handprint on his back that's seen on that rock. Okay. And so he's able to electrocute people? Yeah, we don't know how he did that. That's he's, still he's a mystery. A, he's he, an evil mage. It, like, how, like maybe with like a, a taser or something. I don't know how he did it. Lightning from his fingertips. I don't think it's that kind of show, Tori. Totally. I, I, I don't think there's, you know... So you're super- telling me there's a time-traveling portal sinkhole... <laughs> But no lightning from no, fingertips. Right. But right. evil mages are like a step <laughs> right. too far. Also, right. by the way, Dustin, uh, freshwater eels 100% exist. Yeah. Um, and I know this because the ones in England are all addicted to cocaine oh. from the, the septic systems. <laughs> people do a bunch of drugs and then the drugs pass out in their urine into and then that goes into the river and now you have a bunch of cokehead eels oh wow oh i thought there were i thought you were gonna say there's so many uh so many people like dumping their drugs when like cops bust in also mm-hmm. probably i'm sure in. that's also a factor but i don't yeah, think everyone eels I, don't coil around people though do they no okay if they really want some cocaine maybe but i mean if it's a giant eel mm. maybe but this was like you know it was like it 30 was feet long okay right. Well, I mean, it was a giant sloth before. Right. (laughs) Right. Anyway, neither (laughs) that guy nor the prehistoric snake were the interesting parts of this episode. Uh, First of all, we found out that the the Delgado, the guy who went down into the drone, and we are calling it a drone, contrary to the uh, commenters who say that (laughs) a drone is, by necessity, 
uh, unmanned. Unmanned. Yeah. But that's not accurate. Apparently. They're wrong, yeah. Right. You can't have manned drones. It's the, yeah. Anyway, he went down, and when he went through the uh, sinkhole, it caused an earthquake above ground. So they decided they're calling it off the surge because they don't want to cause any more earthquakes. Mm-hmm. So now he's trapped down below, and he gets down there, and his planes crash and everything. And they, uh, he uh, connects with the group, uh, Natalie Z's group, Eve. Okay. Um, and they sort of reunite because they were lovers. Right. And um, they find the plane. It's busted. They can't fly it back up. But they see on the radar, they see like something, a signal like five miles away. So the travel, they walk the five miles to see where the signal is coming from, which is strange because, you know, it's 10,000 BC. Why would there be a signal? Because there's no electricity. Okay. But they find this community that exists, like a, a fort community. And we haven't gone in yet. We've just seen the forts so far. And I'm like, whoa. And the fort community, the entrance has a big handprint on it. So now there's like the handprint community. But they electrocute people. Maybe. Yes. Something like that. But then we find out uh, up top that Gavin, uh, the uh, separated husband, decides he wants to go back down anyway, even though it causes earthquakes. And even though the feds have called off the search. So he finds a woman involved. Apparently there were four previous sinkholes in other parts of the world. And he finds a woman that was involved with another one. And she had built the exact same drone. Only this one, she says, doesn't trigger earthquakes. And it won't crash. I don't know how. How does she know? I have no idea. But she wants to go back down because they sent a, uh, an exploratory committee down in the sinkhole in the Mojave Desert a while back. And I think that's who, that's what the handprint community is. Oh. Is wait, that, that's, that's like the old team or the first team that went down there. Right. Are, wait, are we sure she's not also sleeping with Natalie Z? She, she is not. You're sure, though? No, I'm not positive. It'd be a twist. Yes. So now we have the others already in episode four. Okay. And if you think of the sinkhole as a hatch, like a really big Mm -hmm, hatch, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I see see what they're doing. So things are happening, and I need some more weird stuff. The heroin guy uh, found out that um, the, the... the anthropologist dude, the stoner dude, he buried the buried the heroin, and now, Ooh. but he forgot where, and now the heroin guy found out, and he's gonna kill him unless he finds his heroin. God, but like the heroin doesn't have any value when there's no one to yeah, buy. Yeah, but they all think they're going back up, and I don't know why this thing, this guy thinks, oh, I have a trunk full of heroin. If somehow we get out of here, that's coming with me. Yeah, right. We're mm-hmm. gonna. I'm just gonna pull that suitcase full of heroin and stick it in my pockets I guess. but that's the son of the cop yes right okay and is has anything has anything new happened with the cop not really the cop uh, sort of joined forces with the therapist this week to try to interrogate the uh, the girl who doesn't speak okay so she's started to join the group again yes okay 
And is John Cena addicted to heroin yet, or? No, 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 no. Okay. So that, and like, the, nothing nothing came of that? No. And the no. son, who was mauled by a wolf, is fine. It's fine. He's fine. He's, in fact, trekking across land with his mom. Okay. Huh. To the Mojave. Cool. And what's weird is, like, uh, the, the this thing was that was emitting the radar signal was five miles away, but the Mojave Desert was like is like 300 miles away, right, Dan? Uh, but like, you know... They just walk. Sink, sinkholes. Sure, sure. Right. I mean, the... The... Yes, the desert is farther away, but also, what if it wasn't? Tectonic oh. plates. What sure. if yeah. things sure. shifted? Yeah, things shifted. Land used to be one land and now it's stretched out into multiple lands right yeah. that's how that's how Pangea worked yeah. um, science yeah science uh, did they wait but are they but they're not going to the Mojave they're going to this community right but, so the community could have moved because like they might have been in the desert and been like oh we need to go somewhere where there's actually like water it's not the desert yeah. yeah sure that makes sense um so you're still into this show. You're more into it than you were I'm last week. I'm more into week. it, yes. I thought oh, okay. this, this episode was um, entertaining. On a scale from Manifest to Invasion, where does well, that no, 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 Invasion doesn't belong in this category. Invasion is a good show. Like I don't know, man. Objectively, a good show. It, no aliens just... after three episodes? Yeah, that sounds Well, that's kind sus. of the appeal. It's, like, very compelling. There, You know... Once they show you the aliens, then... What if we did an alien show where we never saw the aliens? You could do that. We may never see the aliens. What if there are no aliens? What if you're watching a show that's going to just be Russians? Oh, yeah. It could be like Ascension. Anybody watch Ascension? No. It was a a sci-fi mini-series, which I think they called a mini-series because they didn't want to renew it. But... um, (laughs) It was it was like it was like a hundred year spaceship journey, and you're on year fifty. So it's like these people have been on the ship, you know, their whole lives pretty much. And then there's a murder, and they're like, "Oh my god, there's a murder! We need to solve this murder." And then they're so they're so it's kind of like a a murder mystery in space. But then the twist, which I'm going to spoil for you now, uh, it turns out they are not in space. They are on like a basically like a a, a capsule, which is an experiment on, that people on Earth are running. Um, and so they oh. think that they're in space, but they're actually like in this little capsule uh, community that you know they don't know. And um, so the the murder has to do with the person who was gonna uh, who I think she found out or he whoever was murdered um, found out and like was gonna spill the beans on the whole thing and like ruin the experiment. Yeah, ruin the experiment, and then like people were gonna be I don't know. I'm sure you'd be pretty mad if you're like spent your whole life on this ship and you realize it's all fake. Um, and I feel I like it feel didn't... I feel like I, I don't saw think a movie ended. with that plot, too. I also thought, yeah. Also, the, I mean, it's not exactly, but the it's a little bit like Snow Crash Season 1. <laughs> like, they're stuck on a train and then there's a murder. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It does seem like uh, maybe... Maybe we should watch Snow Crash or read Snow Crash. 
Are we a book? Not podcast Snow now? Crash, Snow Crasher, whatever it is. Yeah. Snow Piercer. Oh, Snow Piercer. Snow Piercer. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. I thought you were trying to do another let's make fun of Dustin about Snow Crash. It worked that way, but no, it's just because I had too much tequila. I meant Snow Piercer. Oh, okay. Snow, snow thing. Snow action. Snow thing. Yeah. Snow stuff. Snow verb. It's fine. Snow. Um, I almost right. want to start watching Invasion now just to prove that it's <laughs> when it ends up just bottoming out. Mm-hmm. So I can be like, see? <laughs> well, I can. Well, so there is one like uh, storyline where like uh, uh, a U.S. soldier like befriends uh, Yemeni, and I guess that could be this is us ish. They like bond, even though they can't speak. They don't speak the same language, and then they're in the middle of the desert, and the aliens had just killed his whole platoon. But like, but you you haven't seen the aliens. No, but the spacecraft killed his platoon. Okay. And I guess yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a good show. Well, maybe I, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. I think it doesn't you should sound definitely, like you're gonna. You're yeah. You're gonna definitely keep watching and keep us posted. Yeah, and look, if it, it sounds like of everything we've talked about so far tonight, uh, you want me to finish only murders in the building. Yes. Out of anything yes. else, so yeah. So I should get on that. Yes. Why haven't you, Dan? It's just it's it's a weird. So here's the problem. Is that that show? I I am enjoying. I have enjoyed what I've seen of that show. I think I'm through episode five, if I'm right. Uh, but it's it is entertaining, but not a show that I can half watch. Like it's definitely a show that I have to fully watch. And oftentimes my brain is only right now is only able to watch shows that I can half watch, which is why I'm caught up on uh, say like Home Economics. <laughs> or ghosts because those are shows I can have on and like not pay full attention and I'm still getting it um, and enjoying it but this That's show I have Home to Economics pay really is a joy Home Economics is good it's a fun show uh, the cast is great they have good uh, they have good chemistry uh, the last episode where it was a game night episode I was like oh this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen and uh, I was right but it was still entertaining so I wasn't worried about it. Okay, I will counter. I'm not saying any of that is wrong. But the one, the saving grace uh, to me for Murders in the Building, Only Murders mm-hmm. in the Building, is that it, it is like, because it's still a half hour. Right. It still has that kind of breezy mm-hmm. sitcom feel to it, even though it's, it doesn't take up a big chunk of your your night. Right. It would be fun but you to do binge to those last five episodes, though. Yeah. I'm not saying that it doesn't, um, that I couldn't. It, yeah, it's just for whatever reason, it's, like, I see it, like, I see it in my list of shows, and I feel guilty. And I'm like, oh, I should, I should finish that. And then, yeah. instead of feeling guilty, I'm like, let's watch Frogger. <laughs> you are a marvel. Uh, speaking of marvels uh, <laughs> in TV, uh, it's Succession. Let's talk about Succession. <laughs> that's a that makes sense it's no, a good show it's a marvel it, of a show yes oh, it's um what Tori 
Has anyone um, in the show been cast as a Marvel uh, superhero yet? No, I don't think so. Although Shiv, Sarah Snook, would, should someday be in a Marvel movie. She should. Also, I feel like Brian Cox has, he voices so many things mm. that I'm always like, he probably, he could have like voiced an alien in a Guardians movie and we I wonder if Brian Cox has been in a Marvel thing. Or like, like, or like, uh, what's his name? Does a lot of voices. Um, oh, wait, is this right? Hang on. Mm-hmm. Brian Cox was in uh, X Men Two. Oh, oh yes, he was. He was William Stryker. He was Stryker. There yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So there it is. There's the tie. See, there's a Marvel tie. There's a tie. Yeah. You made fun of me, but I didn't make fun of you. I doesn't laughed. Make fun of you. I laughed appreciatively. Uh, so Succession. Uh, I don't know how much. I don't even know how much there is to say about second episode other than it was very enjoyable uh, very it was a very conversation heavy episode yeah but the they got all the siblings together which is always fun because they're three of them are just great together dynamite um and but also i like connor how when you say there. it's all the siblings it's you say then the three so well like, connor was also time. there connor okay. was there this time yeah so there were all four of them but let's be honest the real joy is is of uh kendall uh rome and Chiff. yeah um but uh, well, yeah, but to- I wrote about it this week uh, about Jeremy Strong's method acting, and then there was this podcast that I included a bit about it. Kieran Culkin, um, uh, Mark Maron, uh, last year talking about Jeremy Strong and how Jeremy Strong is like a super serious uh, method actor. He like trained under Daniel Day Lewis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And uh, Kieran Culkin says that his he and Sarah Schnook's job the whole time is just sort of like giving shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> and when you watch these scenes now, I you totally see that. You're like, he's being super serious and you can see that those two would be in the corner sort of like making fun of him being mm-hmm. super serious method actor. Mm-hmm. And but it, it works also... within the context of the show perfectly. Exactly. Because it, it, it actually is like more of a, it helps his method acting because right. they're acting like siblings. Right. Right. They really are good together. Yes. Dynamite. Um, but, okay, so, can I ask some questions? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I would, this episode was mostly about, uh, you, uh, at, at this point, uh, Kindle is set up, a, is gone to war against Logan, and this episode was mostly about him trying to recruit any or all of the siblings to his side. Okay, so that's really funny because I'm still in season one, mm-hmm. and that's literally what's happening. <laughs> so Very I'm trying plus. to figure out what has changed in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where I'm at is at Shiv's mm-hmm. wedding, and um, so and this is already like a coup or two past where it's like you know uh roman like so roman already or kendall already tried one coup and roman like didn't vote for him and like so and the siblings and like she was mad because she didn't know it was happening and like so there's already been some like drama there and now he kendall's been fired but he's siding with uh he just found out that 
what's his name? That that Stewie's been backed by Logan's arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so like there's all this private equity wrapped up in the company and they wanted to buy uh Kendall's stocks or like his 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 stake in the company and he's like actually let me just join you and we'll we'll take it over like if we have enough you know if together we own enough of the company we can just take it Mm, um mm -hmm. so that's where he's at right now and then like at the wedding he gets the word that like they're gonna do it that weekend um so I'm about to go into the finale of the first season. Oh, yeah, but that's it just, all going to go to shit. Right. But that's the thing. It's just like the show to me seems like it's just constantly Kendall has a plan. That plan goes to shit. Kendall has a plan. That plan goes to shit. It's like, every, it's like nothing works out. So that's why I'm like how we've already had at least two of those in the first season. And it's happening again in the third season. How many... Well, I feel like then he wasn't a serious threat, but now he feels more like a serious threat. Then uh, things go to shit, well, in that particular instance, for the things that have nothing to do with the company. I won't. Yeah, the other the other thing that I will say without trying to spoil too much is that, like, uh, where where you are in season one, and, like, so, like, the the rest of season one and then all of season two is going to there's going to be like a a journey that gets us to where season three is now. I mean, ob- that makes sense. That's not a, that's that, that obviously right, there's going yeah. to be a journey, but just like the, um, the, Kendall's the, the it's going to take that long basically for the character to get back to this point. Yes. Okay. Um, so actually season two is not just constant insurrections. No, no. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Oh, also I wanted to ask you, Tori, you you said you mentioned that uh, you you hit your all in moment with succession. Yes. Uh, well, and, you would ask me to kind of keep track as I was watching it if yeah. I could find that one moment, uh, and I did find it, and it wasn't quite the moment I was expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my all in moment came in episode seven when it's the they are all at Connor's ranch for the therapy, mm-hmm. and. I mean, it's a lot going on in that episode where it's like, you know, Kendall shows up and he's not supposed to, and he he goes off and does a bunch of meth, and then Roman has to go pick him up and all this stuff. But the moment that just, like, I just burst out laughing and I was like, okay, I love this show, was when, uh, you know, Connor's in total host mode, and he's he's going around trying to you know he's so excited that the family's at his house and and you know talking about what they're going to get into in therapy and at this point they they think that logan is genuine is actually genuine in this attempt for family therapy mm-hmm. they they don't figure out or shiv is the one that figures out that it's all a pr stunt um and so they're talking about what they're you know connor i think says something like you know like what do you think we're going to talk about or something like that and roman just like without missing a beat he's like oh well you know like i'm going to talk about the way you used to try to diddle me as a kid oh. and just like keeps ribbing him about how he's, <laughs> he's going to tell the therapist that Connor molested him. Right. And like, but like is absolutely serious. And Connor is like horrified. Like, no, you're not going to say that. Right. <laughs> and just the way it was all in Kieran Culkin, Culkin's uh, delivery of it, mm-hmm. which is his delivery of everything. Like he is wonderful. But something about that scene, I just was like, 
yeah, I love this show. <laughs> and this was after, like, but it's, it is that thing of, you know, saying that, like, that was the, the tipping point. But I do think it is that slow build of a show, not in terms of the plot, but in terms of, like, you have to keep watching it for all of the way that the character dynamics play out. It, it's a cumulative effect. You have to, like, watch enough of it to appreciate how the machine functions. Right. And taking any single episode out of context doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a it was a steady climb. Like, I kept getting more and more invested every episode. Um, that just happened to be the one where I was like, you know, yeah, fuck it, I love the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, God, but I will say there's a lot more um, body bodily fluids and like it's a for a show about rich people it, I like that how gross it is <laughs> um, so yeah I, I am very much enjoying it I also there is something about the writing in it that the fact that cause I, I've, I've seen certain uh, the way people talk about it online where it's like oh you know like the secret to the show is that Logan's always right or the secret to the show is you know people like pick sides and I'm like what I, I find so fascinating is that like no one is everyone is right in the show to the extent that like they all have moments where they absolutely speak the truth well, I, granted they also all lie horribly yeah, right. Right. but there is something about the the fact that every single character is deeply flawed but also has these moments of like just acuity like 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 they're just so sharp mm-hmm. um and so all of the conversations are really interesting because that you you will have and it's something that's very sometimes very rare like there are, there are conversations that happen in shows in in and in movies where it's like there are certain details that need to be conveyed so this conversation has this purpose and everything that is said will be driving toward that purpose. And this show, while I'm sure it is constructed, like there are things that need to be conveyed, um, all of the conversations, they never feel that way. And so you get these moments for the characters to, like with whether it's self-deception or whether it's, you know, the way that they lie or, or the, just the, the things that they say, they all have moments where they are right. Even the ones where you're like, you know, I wouldn't think that you're correct, but like in that moment, and, and, and you start to see that there is no best person or there is no um, winner or there is no, there is no single version of what's right. Like this family is such a mess. Right, right. But, you know, they all are able to speak certain truths and still not be... completely correct I don't know I just I, I appreciate the the complexity of their all of their dealings and dynamics it is phenomenal it is very good but that's where I get and so this is where my question is because I'm like I can enjoy the ride but right now it just seems like it's constantly Kendall tries to start some shit and then like everything blows up in his face so I'm, I'm now I'm more curious about the second season if it takes a break from that to build to something like a more serious attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The second season, it's, it's 
different. Yeah, it yeah. it definitely does, and also it's in a way that we can't talk about with you without spoiling right. what's coming That's for okay. you. So. Yeah. But the family uh, sort of comes together in the second season. I can't imagine. <laughs> They're so separate. Um. Also, so do people root for Tom or like what's going on there? Because he's awful. He is awful. He's terrible. Do people root for him? I feel I like some people feel bad for him. Maybe. That occasionally, I, the way that uh, Shiv treats him in, yeah. engenders some sympathy. Uh, he she gets really awful. Oh, okay. To him only. Well, she's she's pretty awful too, but in a lovely, wonderful right. way. Yeah, she's, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that she's being great to him, but also, like, he's not great. No, he's not. And Greg continues to be really annoying, but I can appreciate, you know, like, I what I like with Greg is that I'm always torn between, like, uh, feeling bad for him because he's like a guppy in a shark tank. And he's just so out of his depth, and you just want to be like, oh, honey, just go home. Like, <laughs> don't do this. Mm-hmm. But then there are other moments where he's just, like, just slick enough to, like, I don't know. He's so annoying. But he's the uh, moral center of Is the he, show, though? Because he's not. I, I... Sometimes he is. I mean, all of them sometimes. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you know, they all have their moments. He is probably more than average. If only because he's not smart enough to be evil. Uh, yeah. Right. But that I think maybe that's where my frustration with him comes in. Because I'm just like, because he does so many really dumb things, too. Mm. I don't know. I guess I have to wait and see how that shakes out. I did really appreciate him blowing four rails of cocaine to keep Kendall from doing it. <laughs> um, that was that was hard to watch. I think yeah. right now, anyway, that Roman is becoming sort of legitimately like likable. I think just this relationship with Jerry and this, the way he's sort of like taking cues from Jerry mm. and yeah. actually trying to learn from her is kind of like oh oh he's trying to do the right thing now yeah the guy who blew up a rocket in the first season oh wait he did that right that was the first season right I haven't seen that yet mm. oh I thought it was Dustin. like early on I'm sorry it's it okay wasn't a big it's plot okay. point but it's it, was, not... it was very funny but I thought that was thing. early on sorry uh, no, early on, he jacks off on his window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has been a while since uh, even season two, so... That, That's true, yeah. That can explain it. Um, this, uh, the other thing about... Uh, so, when I had to go look up Brian Cox's IMDb to find out, to remember that he was in X, X-Men 2, uh, that sent me down a different rabbit hole of IMDb, where... Uh, do either of you did either of you ever watch the uh, one season NBC show Kings? No. I didn't. Which I was, remember uh, it. It was uh, it was like a modern. Uh, it's kind of like a modern world 
David Ian McShane in that? Ian McShane is in that. He's the main king. Oh, I think right. I did um, watch like an episode of that. But it's like based on like loosely based on like the story of David and Goliath. Um, but uh, I so I, I don't think I watched it. Even the pilot, I don't think I really watched because I was like, what the hell is this? I'm not paying attention. And then it got canceled very quickly, <laughs> which I think was what happened with everybody. But just listen to this cast, okay? So Ian McShane is the lead. Right. Uh, you have among his family, you have uh, Allison Miller uh, playing his daughter, oh. uh, who's from uh, Million Million Little Things and uh, Go On and a lot of other shows. Um, his son is played by Sebastian Stan. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Uh, Dylan Baker is in it as I think oh. an advisor. Uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin is in it for a few episodes. Oh, what? Uh, and and I, I ended up on this down this rabbit hole because Brian Cox was in it as like a different king, so he's like a not oh, a main was? character, but yeah, so. Uh, I kind of want to watch Kings now. Because it's 13, and it was supposed it was to be good. Like, people were like, no, this promoted, show is actually yeah. good. It was very heavily promoted. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't think anybody watched it. But I would watch something where Brian Cox goes up against Ian McShane. Yeah. Um, that sounds great. I'm actually, yeah. so I've been listening to the Sandman Audible, like, cast recording. Mm-hmm. And the episode I'm on right now has Brian Cox as um emperor augustus it's just this like weird one-off episode for no reason where it's just like it's augustus pretending to be uh a beggar to like Mm -hmm. see what's going on in rome and they got brian cox (laughs) (laughs) but then i was like of course they got brian cox because in good omens he was the voice of death i think oh okay so i think it's like it basically is neil gaiman just has like a bunch of friends who have done things with him before and he brings them all back yeah um because everyone in it like has done other gaming projects before it seems like um is this your is this your first like uh audio scripted audio are they podcasts i guess podcasts no um no, this one's definitely the longest. Oh. <laughs> no, because I had listened to, well, they weren't originally Audible productions, but the ones that I originally signed up to Audible to get were, uh, they were BBC radio cast productions that they did for Good Omens and Neverwhere. Oh, okay. So like other game and projects. Um and they were wonderful, like, radio productions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did them almost, you know, they put them on Audible. Yeah. Um, so I listened to those. I listened to the Lock and Key one that had Tatiana Maslany mm. as the woman in the well. Yeah. Oh. Um, that one was good. I, it was a little tricky to translate, I think, to a cast recording. But they did it. It was good. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I've listened to a, a couple and of course, I listened to a bunch of Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is right. But yeah, that wouldn't that. I guess I, I was thinking more along the lines of like stuff that like 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 the um, Sandman stuff, where it's like they're making a radio play out of it. Those are all I listen to. Like the mm-hmm. only I don't do audio books. Mm-hmm. You guys don't do audio books. Um, well, no, but it's just, I will just read it, but I like, like the only reason I'm going to listen, yeah, but, but the only reason I'll sign up to something to listen 
is when they do like a cast performance. So right. like they did that was the whole thing with the radio plays. Um, like Neverwhere, it has James McAvoy and Natalie Dormer and Benedict Cumberbatch and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and the Good Omens radio one that they did. As much as I love uh, Michael Sheen and, and David Tennant, like I'm actually kind of bummed because they just announced that Audible. I think they're they're re they're doing a new audio book version of Good Omens with David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Oh, because fun. of the show, right? And I'm like, that's fine, but the BBC Four or BBC Radio cast recording that they did was phenomenal, and it had Peter Serafinowitz as Crowley. Oh, and oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. But it, the the person they had for Aziraphale was also absolutely wonderful and i can't believe i'm blanking on his name right now but um but so i'm just kind of like like yeah michael sheen and david tenner are great but like (laughs) the version you already have is perfect right (laughs) um yeah so i don't know i enjoy them but yeah the sandman one's great the cast is insane they had the hot guy from bridgerton um singing in the previous episode Ooh plays orpheus as a, a a beheaded head that sings <laughs> i was like that's sad because his body's really nice but you know it's radio things so you can't see him anyway sure yeah well you can imagine i do feel bad that netflix has a show coming though because like the radio one has such a good cast <laughs> you're like i mean i'm not i know the show also has a good cast but like it's no James McAvoy. <laughs> All right, well. Sounds like a no James McAvoy is a good place to stop tonight. Dustin, are you yeah. trying to get rid of us? Well, I think, I think he is. I think he's done. Well, that's understandable. Uh, we have been here a little while. But, um, yeah, kind of a weird... This is, this is going to be a weird episode because there's no editing and uh, the intro comes in late and uh, I'm definitely not going to change any of that. And, uh, and we just kind of petered out. We just kind of ran out of things to say. I'm sorry. No, no. Why are you sorry? <laughs> I feel like I just, I just ended I just ruined we it. We came to a natural uh, stopping point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, that's so nice. We will watch more TV this week and talk to you about it next week. Uh, La Brea and Succession and uh, probably the finale of What We Do in the Shadows now that we've teed it up. And, and Invasion. <laughs> now that we know it's the finale. Yeah. And what, Dustin? Invasion. Uh, Dustin will watch Invasion oh, yeah. and let us know <laughs> if aliens show up on the Alien Invasion show. And the Big uh, Leap. Everyone's loving the Big Leap, right? Oh, Dustin. Uh, oh, I, I wow. hate to break it to you, but... Uh, between the Big Leap and La Brea, La Brea is much more likely to, to come back. Yeah, I'm seeing the ratings for Big Leap. I'm, I'm hoping maybe it's getting something on Hulu, because it's, it's really fun. Whatever, it's fine. <sighs> All right. All right. That's it. Have a good night. Good night, good night everyone.